0: Hi everybody, I'm Tori Robinson and we have an unplanned Epilepsy Sparks Insights Ukraine special. With the war, there are indirect casualties. People in Ukraine cannot access their epilepsy medications and those who used to have controlled epilepsy are now having seizures, status epilepticus and some are dying. We bring you news on what is happening right now. Hello, gentlemen. Thank you so much for joining us today. Um, Peter, could you please tell everybody just a little bit about yourself?
1: Uh, I'm Piotr Zwoliński. I am epileptologist and clinical neurophysiologist. I work in Neurosfera Epilepsy Centre in Warsaw. We are Warsaw-based uh, centre for epileptology, let's say, the, the major centre for epileptology in Poland.
0: Wonderful. Thank you. And Lucas, how about you?
2: Hi, I'm Lukas. I'm the CEO of the Neurosfera Epilepsy Center here in Poland, based in Warsaw, and I'm cooperating with Peter, uh, helping uh, with epilepsy for our patients here in Poland, and now also for our friends from Ukraine.
0: Lovely, thank you. Well, let's go through these set questions, which I know you've split between you both. So, first of all, can you, like, Just how did you get into this? How did you decide to start helping people from Ukraine? How did it come about?
1: It it just came out uh, the 24th of February when we found out after waking up that this terrible thing happened. This terrible thing started. Well, we were immediately dropping everything that we do because we usually take care of epileptic patients here in Poland and also uh, my foundation is caring about some cybernetic uh, solutions in medicine. So we just kind of quit everything that we used to do normally. And we started to, to, let's say, think what we could do in this situation. We, of course, knew some colleagues like Volodymyr Karitonov in Kiev, uh, Jana Martinenko in Lviv. And of course, Andrey Dubinko, the, 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 the acting president of Ukrainian League Against Epilepsy in Kharkiv. So we started to write to them, to call them if we could help immediately. And uh, what turned out within the next few days that the majority of needs of their needs is sending them drugs. Because they had drugs only for one week, the supply chain of drugs, the pharmacies went down. Everything practically went down. Now we are even experiencing some some lack of food and things like that. So this is how it started. So we had to be for them. We had to start <clears throat> immediate help, which was which was obvious for me, because that's what decent people do when you see your neighbors being attacked, slaughtered. I don't know how to say it, because there was a, a slaughter, and some terrible bloody assault of this, of, of this Russian, I don't want to call them federation, I would, I would use a different word. So uh, they are killed, they are bombed, they are deprived from life. So, so, so we started immediately to do whatever we could do. At the very beginning it was very chaotic. So, we started to organize this with Lucas, and what we actually do now we supply them with drugs. This is one thing. The other thing what I want to show is our Ukrainian epi helpline. Oh, wonderful which has two numbers and two lovely girls, Tatiana and Irina. they are Ukrainians, they have two phone numbers, and they are trying to organize this this Ukrainian help because well, we think. We should do what we do the best. So we just help people with epilepsy because we are not involved in general help because Poland started to, 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 to provide a general help for Ukraine and Ukrainian people. But we, uh, let's say more focused on the epilepsy. So that's how it started.
0: That's just so lovely. And so can you tell us how exactly are you getting the drugs over to Ukraine?
1: Well, I would say the first wave was to collect drugs from Polish patients. Uh, it was like a few hundreds kilos probably of drugs, different drugs, different epileptic drugs and, okay. and some different even not, not only anti-epileptic seizure, anti-seizure medications, but as well as some neuroleptics, some anti-pain medications and syringes, bandages, whatever so we were able to collect first let's say two or three convoys to to leave to ukraine and then we started to get help from all over the world as we spoke before poland turned out to be the biggest hub for for ukrainian help because we are the only entry let's say to ukraine uh, from the free world let's say because they are not so many active or, or friendly countries around. So, so Poland all of a sudden turned out to be the biggest hub for help. So that's why uh, everybody quickly uh, found us as a, as, a, as a center for anti-epileptic delivery. And that's how it started
2: as well. We already have sent five transportations with over 30 boxes, uh, quite huge boxes of medicines uh, particularly the um, anti drugs and each time we are looking for a safe and this, as fastest way to transport it uh, and that's why we, we had um, that connections with our friends uh, from the other side in Lviv So the first thing we do is to collect here all the drugs in in Poland, in Warsaw. Then we transported them to Lviv and after that they are uh, trying to spread them all around the Ukraine to help the individuals and the specific hospitals.
0: Once you get to the border, like to the other side, how are the medications reaching these different places effectively and safely?
2: They are going uh, uh, in a huge transport to Delviv, to the special, I would say, um, place of gathering. Uh, and then the Dr. Jana and uh, Olga are helping us to, uh, to, um, to do the uh, list uh, of the needs from all around the, uh, Ukraine and sending uh, sm- smaller convoys or people uh, to, 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 to spread them uh, all around the Ukraine.
1: Once you depart from Lviv, you have to be a military convoy because it's not uh, safe anymore. You have to use military convoy to get to Kharkiv, to Kiev, to Dnipro and all those towns.
0: How many different drugs are you managing to get over? So anti-seizure medications, are we just talking, say, I don't know, sodium valparate or are you, have you got multiple different drugs?
1: Well, we just uh, have received a list of Let's say uh, 20 to 25 different compound substances from, from Dr. Cartonno from Vif, from uh, Kiev, sorry. And uh, well, we are in strict contact with the uh, International League Against Epilepsy. We had a very nice and long talk with Helen Cross and, uh, and uh, officials from international leagues and also from uh, IBE. So uh, we sent them the list. And we expect some external help because, in Poland, we are a little bit short of drugs. You might expect that around two million and one hundred thousand people from Ukraine is there, is here in Poland. So we have to secure them with with drugs. So we expect drugs from all over the world, and as a matter of fact, we get them from all over. But uh, we have the the full list for adults and for children as i said probably 20 25 different compounds starting from uh, phenytoin and valproate and very old drugs even to zonogran uh, lacosamide and, and all kinds of drugs that we that are necessary even parampanel and so so they just evaluated how many packages they are using in ukraine and sent out the list and now we are in the process of getting them so uh, anybody is welcome. If somebody has any 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 material help for us, it can be sent to us. You can find our address and and, uh, and collecting place here in Warsaw. Uh, of course, it was at the very beginning. It was a little bit tough because we didn't have the special permission for wholesale trade and so on and so on. So we had different problems, but Lucas was able to to deal with it and and somehow. Uh, combined effort uh, expressed by him mostly and the, our crew we are able to get this uh, all together so we are expecting some donations from pharmaceutical companies we are talking with Polish Sanofi probably global UCB and so on and so on so we are expecting them but i want to emphasize the time is the biggest value they are dying there they are suffering there they are children without any 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 medication so as fast as we can be the, the better is so 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 please be quick
0: and i can actually you can say from a personal perspective here as a person with epilepsy one time in my life i decided i'm not taking my pills and that was a big mistake as you can imagine you know and i was lucky i didn't go into status epilepticus so for me I can relate. And please, everybody listening or or, or, this, or viewing this, know that this can happen to anybody affected by epilepsy. But of course, you know, those even, for instance, with the rare epilepsies and especially refractory epilepsies, they're going to be even more likely to go into status epilepticus, I think, and, you know, and get into a dangerous situation. So we, you know, we can all relate in some way to this issue. And I, and I back up completely. So pharma, please come and help us with this Um, And Lucas, I think you were going to say something as well.
2: Yeah, I want to assure all of you that uh, all the meds we already sent uh, eventually go to the patients, to the individuals. But the path is uh, rather like that we are transporting them um, to Lviv, then our colleagues, uh, physicians, uh, spreading them around um, Ukraine, sending them to the Kyiv, Kharkov. Jitomirsh, I don't know the English word of of the name of that city, uh, and other cities. And as as far as as we know, uh, those doctors there um, answering thousands, maybe not thousands, but many many phone calls every day, each day, uh, with uh, people asking them uh, with with about the meds. So they are giving them uh, for free. And uh, as far as I know, it works very well that each um, uh, neurologist uh, uh, that we cooperate with are really close with the patient, with the other hospitals in Kyiv, Lviv, Kharkov and other cities. Yeah,
1: You must imagine that there are no departments, no clinics, nothing exists. People are hidden in cellars, in bunkers and all... Very strange places, and for instance, Dr. Haritonov is sometimes visiting his 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 cabinet, but he's mostly in the cellar, having all these drugs in boxes, so people from Kiev come to visit him together to acquire some Vigabatrine valproik and so on, and so on and this is how it works. They' are only acting as they said, three different words in the whole Ukraine. Which are temporarily open, but majority is hidden in the cellar. So, so, so this drug collection is from hand to hand, let's say. The,
0: the shocking. Yeah, yeah, 2022 and this is going on. Um,
1: <laughs> yeah, this is, this is regular, bloody, very irrational war.
0: And not, and, not just, and not solely killing people directly, but also inadvertently, right? If you, can't, if you don't have access to the drugs that you need, whether that be antiseizure medications, whether it be insulin or whatever, then people are going to die that way. Um, would you say people, there have already been some deaths as a result of this? For people with epilepsy, that is.
1: We don't have exact data because our Ukrainian colleagues tend to be very, you know, smiling and... Well, I think they 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 keep the, how to say, that good mood just for showing us that they can go on, but they are in a tragic situation, so we are trying to get anything that we could do, even we pack some chocolate and some I don't know some sleeping bags, anything that we can gather here in, on the stores, because they are really in a tragic situation, not only as a, as a epileptologist, neurologist, but as a humans, because they have nothing. They, the, the 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 food is running out. So, so this is a terrible, terrible situation. So, so and we have to be quick because we meet a lot of people who say, oh, we have to meet and discuss and make some discussion, brainstorming, what could we do for Ukraine, let's meet within two weeks. It's not a a time for, for such discussions. We have to act immediately because they are dying there, really dying there. So we don't have exact data if somebody died there out of status epilepticus or something, but I would expect so. If you don't have drugs, if you develop status epilepticus, you don't have any qualified help in there. So, so what would you expect? I
0: was going to ask you both what is inspiring to do, inspiring you to do this work, but I think you both answered that question.
1: <laughs> well, yesterday we had a big gathering when there was a um, Ukraine ambassador to Poland, uh, Mr. Deszczyca. and he said, uh, "Well, I we thought we have." big brother in poland but now we see we have very caring and loving sister because polska our name is quite (laughs) i would say so we we want we have to be a very loving caring sister for ukraine we have to give those people anything that we could do we have to even um give our own things. We have to skip anything that we do because those people are killed are murdered, are slaughtered by by Russians. so we have to do anything that we can, just drop anything that we do and 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 carry help so so we decided uh, the best we could do is provide uh, anti-epileptic help, anti-epileptic medication. We have organized in Neurosfera epilepsy clinic here in Warsaw a uh, care system for epileptic patients from Ukraine. As Łukasz told, uh, we have organized 40 visits this month. We are planning to have additional 100 visits and eg, and anything that is possible and, and necessary for them within uh, April. So uh, we have two Ukrainian physicians, Natalia and Marina, on the board uh, with us since few days, and we are planning to have some more. So we will open, I would say, Ukrainian branch of Neurosfera. So this is what we can do. So we are asking, we are even begging for help any financial help that could be provided to us because uh, money is not necessary in Ukraine because you cannot utilize any money in there. But we can buy drugs, we can buy help and we expect up to 50,000 patients from Ukraine here in Poland. So this is the volume that we have to, because we expect 5 million people from Ukraine. So 1% would be 50,000 patients so these are patients that should be taken care of and we are prepared to do this.
0: And of course, that number or that percentage could even go up since injury causing the epilepsies often. So I think, yeah, it might be even more than that. So um, you're both, you uh, we, we said, like, how can people help by donating? So I guess we're talking primarily pharmaceutical companies who can help out rather than, well, what about people like me? What about, you know, a- average people, if there is such a thing, how can they help?
1: you just brought a lot of help within <laughs> this short speech just to show everybody that the problem exists that there are sick people very very uh, needing for immediate help because it's not a broken leg or flu it's a it's a very severe disease sometimes which needs necessary which the help is necessary and and stable help is necessary so so uh, we should scream all over the world that the, the problem is ongoing. We should expect additional, I don't know, months or years of such help because the, the Ukraine will be totally destroyed as it is now. We expect that the help for Ukraine will be necessary for an upcoming months or even years. So, so we should organize this.
0: Yeah. And for those who feel that they can't necessarily relate, look, we're all from, we're all of the same species. We're all out of Africa. And we're you no know, doubt, you know, even though I don't know, for instance, any of my family from Poland, but no doubt there are, you know, genetic similarities. So everyone is related in some way. And please remember that. And say that to your MP, your, you know, your local politician. Um, let's get the message out there because these people's lives are worth living and they're worth just as much as us here on the call and anybody watching or listening.
2: I would uh, uh, underline that there are two dimensions of assistance that we provide. So the first one is the uh, medical assistance for refugees here in Poland. And the second one is the med supplies for, for people staying there in Ukraine. So anybody could help us to provide both of them. Uh, could uh, uh, try to contact the emerging foundation of Piotr or Nervosfera uh, based on Warsaw.
0: What I will do then, I'll provide links to you guys, your profiles, your company pages and stuff like that uh, below this recording. So anybody interested, go check on those links and you'll be able to connect with both of these gentlemen. Uh, and there's no such thing as a bad question. If you're not sure, you can always approach me as well. And let's just keep this, everybody keep thinking about this because this problem is, you know, like Peter was saying, it's not going to go away. Um, and these people need our help. So... Thank you so much, gentlemen. It's been an absolute pleasure having you here. You've been brilliant. Thanks,
1: Dori. It was our pleasure to have speak with you.
0: To help save the lives of the people in Ukraine, please put pressure on your politicians and pharma companies. Tell them that Ukraine, just a few hours travel from us, needs anti-seizure medications yesterday and that they must provide them. See links to people in the recording in the text below and on the website torirobinson.com/epilepsy-sparks-insights. Thank you.